Dafir Gimel. We uh, are discussing the line in the Mishnah that said, "Nechosim she'ein ben meila yerchayev hezik." If you're mazik something which does not have have meila, seems to be a strange statement. It seemed to be saying that things which are hegdish you're not chayev because it's not shoreyeyu. But the Mishnah referred to it as "Nechosim she'ein ben meila." So the Gemara had said yesterday that in Chanami, the Mishnah is telling you that there are some things that are kodshim. That since they don't have me'ila, that is an indicator that they don't have me'ila, therefore, even though they're kodshim, you're going to be chayev on that hezek. And that we said was going to Shittis of Lili, who said that at least by kodshim kalim mechayim, it's considered mamam bailim. And we learned that out. We learned it out from the Shittis of Yaisi. That he said by a carbon shvua, if you make a shvua of someone watching something and he denies it, the pasuk says mm-hmm. From that he learned that even if you give someone to watch a carbon, specifically a carbon kachim kalim, and you give him to watch a carbon a carbon and he denies it, then he'd be responsible for it. If he makes a shvua, he'd be chayev, even though it is hegdish. Must be basically holds that that type of hegdish kachim kalim before you shecht it is actually owned by the bailim, and it's no different than anything else you watch or steal from the person. Based on that, we also said. That you're going to be chayef for hezek and such a thing. At the end of the sugya, the Gemara had said that maybe bechor specifically might be different. That bechor matnas kahuna in those situations, those would not be considered mamam bialim. Those would be considered mamam hektish. They were kadosh merechem, and therefore that would have a different status. The Gemara says now on top on dafid gimel four lines down. Gufa, let's go back to that sugya. So basically, when he said his statement, what we have it first quoted is, is that he's referring to all Kachim Kalim, that all Kachim Kalim uh, have a din of Mam and Bailim. We said it to the Sugi yesterday that maybe Bechor or Matnaskuna might be different. Here the Bryce quotes it a little differently. Benazay, it seems from the way Rashi learns, and Benazay is not arguing in Rabbi Lili. Benazay is explaining how he understood Rabbi The Rabbi says a shlomim. It's not necessarily being married with all kachim kalim and dermamayne, rather carbon shlomim. What is he excluding? Hold on, the girl will explain. So if you read the, the Brisa, just push up shot, it sounds like the first version of basically is including all Kachim Kalim. The second version is including only Shlomim to the exclusion of something. And the third version seems to be saying only Bechor to the exclusion of something. So how do you read these halachas? So Amar Mar, let's go back and understand the two, the second two versions of Rabbi Yaisi in the Brice. Amar Mar, Benazay Amar, the Rabbi says a Shlomim. So the Mutimai, what is Kachim, what is Maman Bailim? And what is Benazay saying is not Maman Bailim? So we could have said, not Bechor, which is really what the Gemara had just told us, right? The Gemara at the end of the sermon yesterday, Tafka said this sheet exactly, that you can have that Shlomim is Maman Bailim, but Bechor, which is Matnes Kuna, is not. But this Gemara rejects that Svara, and this Gemara says it can't be. Uma Shlomim, by a regular carbon Shlomim, Shetu'unun Smicha, there's a loch, you have to do Smicha by a Shlomim. Unasachim, you have to bring the various, the Yayin, etc., that you bring along with it. The Tenufa is Chaz and you do all the halachas of Tenufa of the Chaz that you give to the Kray, and you do a Tenufa by the Mizbech, you shake it, and wave it by the Mizbech. All those halachas apply by regular carbon Shlomim, even though you just told me that this carbon Shlomim is Yachasit Mekil, because it's Mamun Baidim. So Bechar, which does not have Nesachim, or Bechar, which does not have Smicha, and Bechar, which does not have Tufus Chaz Vashayk, for sure those should be Mekel considered Maman Bailim. So this is rejecting the previous Svara and saying, even though it's Kodesh Merechim, even though all that stuff doesn't matter, Bechar, for sure, if you tell me Shlomim is Maman Bailim, it must be that Bechar is Maman Bailim as well. So if that's the case, when Benazay said that Rabbi Yaisi's Halacha is not by all Kodeshim Kalim, it's only by Shlomim, which we're saying means Shlomim and Bechar, so what else is there? 
What else would he be excluding? There is another type of interesting type of carbon shlamim, which is Meiser Behema. Now, why is Meiser Behema any different? There's many different types of carbon shlamim. Meiser Behema, carbon toida, Bechar, all these are subtypes of carbon shlamim. So if we're saying that it applies to a regular shlamim, which means it also applies to a toida, of course, and it applies now also to a Bechar, why would it not apply this halacha of Oman Bailem to Meiser Behema? So the Mekadisan is a Bryce. The Bryce says, but Bechar Nemer, my carbon bechar it says ach bechar shar a bechar kesef a eiz a bechar eiz loy sifde koydeh shem damim. You can't be paid. You can't just take off the kedusha the pigeon. And even though it says loy sifde, the halacha is we already learned v'nimkar. You're allowed to sell it. Tam chai u'balmum chai v'shochut. If it's not right to be brought as a carbon, we said you know, a coin could sell it one to the other, which we used yesterday to prove. That at least according to that shita, that a bechor is going to have a din of mam and bailim. The fact that you could sell it means that it's mam and bailim. But by meiser it says a slightly different lotion. By meiser it says lo yivakem etav leravlei mianim. Oh no, uh, where's the pasuk? Yekodesh lo yigo. Oh, that's a different pasuk. I'm sorry. By meiser it says lo yiriz. Yekodesh lo yigo el. The end of the pasuk says by meiser it says lo yigo el, which is a similar lotion of lo yisipodel, which I'll be pointed. But we learn out that Ma'aser says Lo Yigoel, and by Cherem it says Lo Yigoel v'Loi Simocher. You're not allowed to sell it as well. So just like by things which are Cherem, we say there's a lock of not allowed to sell it. Also by Ma'aser there's a lock you're not allowed to sell it at all. The Einai Nimkar Loi Chai v'Loi Shochet Loi Toi v'Lamblai Ba'Om. So the Marlin's out from this halacha from the fact that you're telling me that a Ma'aser cannot be sold. By the person who has it, by the kind who has it, or whatever it is, then you must be that it is not Maman Bailam, it is Maman Hegdish, at least according to this Shita. And therefore, this Shita is going to say that Benazi says that even though Gershikli said, Kachim Kailim is Maman Bailam, that's only by a Shlamim or Bachar or Toyd or something like that. But Maiser Behema, since it says, Lo Yigael, you're not allowed to be paid, you're not allowed to sell it at all, we learn out, therefore, that is not going to have Maman Bailam. Now, then we have the third Shita in the Brysa, which is who seem to say, So according to now, the way we're learning it, the first version of Yaisi is all Kachim Kalim, second version of Yaisi is all Kachim Kalim, except for Meiser, and the third version of Yaisi's version is only Bechor. However, not so simple. Ravina Masnal Sefer. Ravina learns the Shakotai. We just learned Dafka not going on the second sheet of Ravyasi, but on the third sheet of Ravyasi. That Ravyasi went to Stoyam and learned Menazel Bukhar Bolvad, which is Mashma Dafka Bukhar. So he says, Lamute Mai. Same question. What is not included? Ilem and Lamute Shlamim, that Shlamim is not included. Says the more, it's far the other way. Hashtu Ma Bukhar Shakadish Merechem Amainu. If you're going to tell me that a Bukhar, even though it's Kadish Merechem, it's considered Maman Bailim. So Shlamim, which is not Kadish Merechem, which was owned by the owner, for Sure, me boy is going to be Maman Bailim. So, according to this version of the Gemara, we're saying the opposite's far. First version, we said, if Shlomim is, then for sure Bechor. Now we're saying, if Bechor is, then for sure Shlomim. Now, if Abba Dustoy says Bechor and Shlomim, okay, so he's going to be saying Bechor and Shlomim. So then, when the middle Shita of Ben Aze said Shlomim, he meant Shlomim and not Bechor. So now we're switching the Shitas of Abba and Ben Aze. The first version, Benazi said Bechor, Shlomim, and Bechor. And the second version, Benazi saying Shlomim and not Bechor. And Abiyasi Yosef is saying Bechor and Shlomim are going to be Mom and Bail. 
So Rabbi Yechon Lamute Meisr, everybody agrees that Meisr is not Laman Bailam, because it's only Bechor Nemer Lezifta, Benemka Tavichai Bamumcha, you could sell for Shachot. But Meisr Nemer Lo Yigoel, Venemka Loi Chai Vla Shachol, Etam Vla Bamum, and therefore that is not Laman Bailam, and therefore that is going to be the Machlaik. So every, so we're understanding the Machlaikis between the second two Tanaim is the same Machlaikis in both versions. Question is, which one said which? Oh. It's very hard to read Abi Yosef Adustoy. Abi Yosef Adustoy Amr, Loyamr Benazi El Bukhar Bilvat. Now, according to this version, he meant Bukhar and Shlamim to the exclusion of Maisamahim. Then he shouldn't have said Bilvat. Bilvat sounds like the first version that's only Bukhar and not anything else. The more says Kasha that Yanachanami, that's a little difficult. Okay, so all these. Discussion we've been having is going on the assumption that when the Mishnah said in the Chasam Shem Mila, it was going in Shittas of Yaisid, it's referring to Kachim, to exclusion of Kachim Kalim, that even though Kachim Kalim are Kaidish, since they don't have a Din Mila, they are included in the Pasuk of Shari Eyu, and if you damage a uh, animal that is owned by Hegdish, owned by Hegdish, but it's only Kachim Kalim, you still will be Chayev. Rava Amar, Rava says a whole other way to read the Mishnah. Rava says no. <laughs> Mine chasim shein ben meila. When the Mishnah says chasim shein ben meila, it means the chasim shein ben din meila. That meila can can never apply to them. Not that that doesn't apply now, but never applies to them. My new dehedja. That the only time you're chayev is when you do damage to a hedget non-hegdish animal. Nothing to do with the b'yais. Nothing to do with mambaylim. Forget all that. Nothing to do with anything. Every animal of hegdish is not included in the lach of hezek. Till now, we've been saying kachim kalim is in the parish of hezek. Rabbi says, no, I think that the Mishnah is telling you that all animals of Hegdish are not Maman Bailam, and therefore they are not in the parish of Hegdish. Well, it referred to it in a strange way. Velisli the Hegdish, so why did you just say? Animal of Hegdish, why does it say Ben Me'ila? And then we had the whole discussion. Kashi, you're right, that's a little bit schwer why the Mishnah said it that way. So now we have two totally different ways how to read the Mishnah. Omari Baba, till now we've been discussing when you damage an animal of Hegdish. Okay, when you damage an animal of Hegdish, we said the discussion, is that included in Shari'i or not? There's another side of the coin which we discussed, which is an animal of Hegdish that does heg- that does damage. So if an animal of Hegdish does damage, you're going to have the same question over there as well. Right, according to Rav, an animal of Hegdish that does damage, there's no one to be mechaev. Hegdish doesn't have to pay, and the owner who was makdish that animal is not the owner of the animal, according to Rav. According to B.A.C. Aglili, the owner of the animal, if it's Kudshim Kalim, then the owner who is Makdish that animal is still the owner of the animal, and he's still responsible if it does damage. Now says the Gemara, So what if you have a carbon Shlamim that's owned by a person? According to Yosei, we're going to cheat the Yosei over here. According to Yosei, that's considered the, the Bailam's animal still, so if it does damage, he's chay. Okay, what do you do? Normally the halacha is you pay what we say, Migufa Shal animal. If it's a tam, you pay Migufa. So what does that mean you pay Migufa? It's a carbon. So obviously you have to shech the carbon. Okay, so you shech the carbon as a carbon. Now when you shech the carbon as a carbon, some of the meat goes le'emurim, which is burnt on the mezbech, it goes to the kainim, and some of it goes back to the bailim to eat by, by kachim kalim. So says the Gemara, Shlamim sheziku goivimi b'saran, you could collect from the meat that is now owned by the bailim, that meat, again, chetzinezik, whatever, will go to the nizik. He gets that meat as payment for the damage that was done. Ve'ene goivimi b'saran, but the half of the animal that's owned by Hegdish, Mamish now, of course, that either, either the parts that are burnt are burnt and the parts that are owned by the Kayan are owned by the Kayan, that has nothing to do with the Mazik, and therefore those are not going to be used to pay back, which means that the, the Nizik is going to lose his money. 
Instead of getting, let's say it was a 200 shekel animal that was damaged, and it was a tam, so you get 100. In this case, he's not going to get 100. He's only going to get 50. He's only getting... Hold on, hold on. The Gemara is going to point out. You're only going to get 50. You're only going to get migufay of half the animal. Says the Gemara Pshita. Emurim legevaya salki. Leitzricha legevaya mibasarin keneged emurim. Do you say that since you're not collecting from half the animal, then maybe the other part of the animal should make up the difference and pay the hundred out of the bilim's half? So the Gemara, no, you don't say that. You don't pay the hundred out of the bilim's half. You only pay 50, because half the animal is ke'ilu, the kegdish, you don't touch it. Half the animal, which is by them, he only pays half of the chetzinezek, which would be a quarter. Says the Ma'alibi, the Ma'alibi, wait a second. Now this brings up a very interesting because We have the Gemara later on in the Masechta. The Gemara talks about the following case. What do you think about this case? Ruvain has a shar. It pushes Shimon's shar into Levi's bar. Okay? And it dies at the bottom of Levi's bar. Who is Chayev now? Ruvain or Levi? It's Levi's bar. It's Ruvain's shar that pushed him in. Who's Chayev? So the answer is, they're both Chayev. Okay. But it gets, they're both Chayev, meaning half. Each one would pay half. Now, if Ruvain's animal is a Tam, so now he's responsible for half of half. Okay? A quarter. Okay? Because he was only responsible for half Tazik to begin with. Now he's only Chayev for half of that as a Chatzinezik. Now, remember by a Balabar, there is no din of Chetzinezik. He pays full. What does he pay? This is the Machlaikis over there. So it says the Gemara. If we're going according to the Rabbanan, who says that the Balhabshor pays a quarter, and the Balhabar is going to be totally potter. They say in that case, Balhabar did nothing. The bar wasn't the cause of the damage. The shah that pushed him was the cause of the damage. Leave me alone, and therefore the nizik only gets a quarter of the nizik. So if that's the, if that's the case, so the pshita, then of course our halach is the same as well. Just because Ruvain's not paying doesn't mean we collect from Levi. The Rabbanon say Levi's totally putter. Ruvain pays a quarter. So here also, when you're collecting from the busser of the shlemim, just because you can only collect from half doesn't mean that the other half that someone has to make up the difference. You collect from what you collect, and that's it. According to Rav what does Rav Nassim say in that case? Rav Nassim says in that case that the Balashar pays a quarter, and now the Balabar pays three quarters. He has to make up whatever difference. The Balabar has to pay, and he has to pay whatever the Balashar is not paying. So according to Rav Nassim, says the moral of the Halakha should be the opposite. And therefore, according to Reb Nassim in our case, since you're not collecting from the meat that's owned by the Hegdish, you should dafka collect from the meat that's owned by the, by, the, by the Mazik in this case. So we're saying that you don't collect extra from the Mazik, you only collect a quarter. According to Reb Arbonin, that's Poshet. And according to Reb Nassim, that's wrong. According to Rav Nassim, if you cannot collect from the Baal HaShar, you collect from the Baal HaBar, you're also, if you cannot collect from the meat that's owned by Hegdish, you should have to collect from the meat that's owned by the Baal HaShar, and he should have to pay the full Chatzinezek. So this halacha doesn't make sense according to anybody. It's either wrong or Pashat. says the Gemara, no. You can work it out either way. Why? And there is a Chiddush. Hani mili betray gufek. When you have a balashar and a balabar, the Rabbanon say you can't transfer the responsibility to one that's not responsible. 
And therefore, if the balabar is not responsible, just because the balashar is not paying any more, only quarter, doesn't mean you're going to transfer the balabar when it's two different people. When it's one guf, one animal that did it, just is it the meat that was the meat that's owned by the bailam or the meat that's owned by the head dish? This animal damaged me. And if this animal damaged me, you have to pay me. You can't pay from this head, from the right leg, because that goes to Hegdish. Good, so you pay from the, from the rear of the animal, whatever it is. But this animal has a chiyav on it, and therefore this animal has to be paid. And if you can't pay from there, maybe you, you would think, at least, that you pay from the other half, Kamashwan, that you don't. This is all the Havamina. Kamashwan, that you don't, and you only pay a rear via Benezik. Or you pay the same Rebbe Nosson. You know why the Balabar has to pay and make up the difference in the case I described before? Because the Balashar says to him, I showed up at the place, I got a phone call, it's an accident on your bar, on your shore. I show up, where's my dead shore? It's at the bottom of your bar. That's all I see, right? And I look at, I don't know what happened beforehand. All I see now is my dead shore at the bottom of your bar, which means everything being equal, you're responsible. You're the Balabar. My animal died in your bar, your chai. You want to say that it's not totally your fault and someone else should pay part of it? Okay, whatever he pays, you don't have to pay. But whatever he doesn't pay, you do have to pay. But over here, that's not the case at all. Right? Whatever that guy doesn't pay, I collect from you. Right? In this case, you can't say the Emurin didn't do the damage. Clearly, the Emurin did do the damage. Okay? And therefore, the Emurin are responsible for half the damage. The buzzer is responsible for half the damage. So in this case, Abnus would agree that since you're not collecting anything from the Emurim, the half of the buzzer is not responsible for anything that the Emurim did. Right? It's not my problem to make up the difference. I only did half the damage. I'm paying a half, a half of a half, in this case a quarter. But the side of the Emurim, he's responsible. He's not, he can't pay because the Emurim is owned by Hektish. Sorry, you're out of luck. You can't blame me for the whole situation. Whereas by the case of the bar, in theory, you can blame the Balabar for the whole thing, except for whatever you deduct. So we're coming out, Lamaisa, that this halacha is that you, when you have such a situation, you only collect from the part of the animal that's owned by the Bailam, that's going to be continued to be owned by the Bailam, not the part that's owned by Hegdish. And if, you, if it was a Tam, you'd pay Revia Benezek, again, basically assuming that the meat is 50 50. I'm not sure if that's exactly accurate, but whatever it is, it's 50 50, and you pay Revia Benezek. Amarava, extending this halacha, now, by a carbon tide, you have an interesting, another interesting point. A carbon tide is not just an animal. A carbon tide is 40 loaves of bread and matzah that you bring along with it. So it says, Rav, the lechem does not go to the nizik. So, Pshita. Obviously, the lechem doesn't go to the nizik. The lechem didn't do any of the dehezik. Of course, the lechem doesn't go to the nizik. The Kiddush is the safe. So now what happens in this case? Remember, every time you have a carbon, the Gemara always says that the Bailam eats the meat and that achieves the Kapara for it. If the Kayan eats the meat, the Kayan achieves the Kapara for the Bailam. If the Bailam eats some of the meat, he achieves Kapara for himself as well. Oh, so in this case now, you're giving all the meat from my carbon Shlomim I'm giving to the victim over here, the Nizik. Okay? So he eats the meat. So if that's the case, says the one Nizik, maybe Lechem? So then, it's a little bit strange, right? He's eating the meat, and I have to go buy the bread. So what do you mean? Hanami pshita. Why, why would you think that because he's eating the meat, he has to pay for the bread? The lechem is considered a machsher of the zevach. The carbon is not possible without the lechem, but you, the halach is clear that you need to have the lechem available. The lechem becomes kaddish at the time of the shechita. So maybe the balashar, the owner of the carbon shlamim, can say, no, I see lechem. 
What kind of sense does that make? If you're getting the meat and the carbon, you should pay for the 40 lachmaniot, and you should have to get that expense. No, you don't look at it as the lechem being part of the carbon eating aspect of it. The lechem is part of the kapara aspect of it. Who needs the kapara? The bala carbon. For whatever it is he did, and for whatever reason he's bringing this carbon shlamim, and therefore, of course, says the Gemara, we're going to say that even though the nizik is eating the meat, the bala shlamim has to pay and bring the... Now, anybody can eat the bread, right? It doesn't make a difference who eats the bread. He wants to give him to make a sandwich, that's fine. But... Uh, he's responsible, the Balashor is responsible for bringing and paying for that for that uh, chiv. Is, is he only being machapter when he eats the bread? It's a chilek from the car. It's, it's no, no, no. The Gemara always says, of course, it's never ma'akiv. Achilas carbon is never ma'akiv, except maybe by carbon pesa. However, the Gemara always says that achilas a carbon and achilas a lechem is considered a mischaper. It, it achieves a higher level of kapara than if you didn't eat it. Of course, it's not ma'akiv the carbon. Once you did Yazrika, you're finished with the carbon, 100%. But it's considered a mishaper. There's some level of kapar you can achieve by eating the carbon and eating the meat and the bread of it appropriately. The Mishnah then continued, and the Mishnah said, you also chai, only chai by nechassim shehen shal b'nei bris, which sounds like only if the victim was, a, the victim's a, was owned, the animal or the person was a Jewish person. Lemute mai, as opposed to what? Ilemute de'avi chavim, that if it's, you damage a goy, your potter, hokotani lakaman. That's actually a Mishnah later on in Daf Lamed Zayin. Shoris Yisrael, shenogach shor shal chavim potter. So that's a Mishnah later on. Why would our Mishnah have to say that? Somebody write, Tano Hadam Farish. Our Mishnah just said the rules. Later on, the Gemara is going to explain the details, but Enechami, it's the same halach. Then we have the next halach in the Mishnah. The next halach is that Nechasim HaMiyuchadim. Now Rashi in the Mishnah explained, giving you like a preview of the Gemara we're about to learn, that we're talking about Nechasim that are owned by someone as opposed to Nechasim that are Hefker. Okay, now that obviously doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, so what is that referring to? So it says the Gemara. What is not Nechasim HaMiyuchadim? So the first shot is, again, the Gemara is not what I just said. What happens if Ruvain Shar is being chased? And it's being chased by two animals. One belongs to Levi and one belongs to Shimon. And they run around the corner and we get around the corner. Ruvain's animal is dead now. Gord. We don't know did Shimon's animal do it or did Levi's animal do it. So in that case, it's not miyuchadin. We don't know which individual animal did the hezek, and therefore, you're, both Shimon and Reuven are going to be potter. Each one can say, I, my animal didn't do it, you, I don't know. That's later. How you, again, it's a mission later on. How you right from Achar Echod. If two animals were chasing a single animal, each one blames the other one. So it's a mission later on. Again, why is our mission have to tell you that? So what I'm going to is again, according to this version of what of Miyuchadim, our mission is just saying the rule. Later on, the Mishnah gets into the details. But says the Gemara Nisan Tana. We have a brisa which seems to explain our Mishnah differently. Then when it says the chasma miyuchadim, it means like Rashi is saying, prat le hefker. Okay, that nichsei hefker are not in dinei hezek. Now, what does that mean? Nichsei hefker are not in dinei hezek. As the victim, as the nizik, or as the mazik. What does that mean? So your animal gored a hefker animal. So the hefker is the nizik. So man so what, what does that mean? You're putter. Of course you're putter. Who's going to claim that? You're, who's going to claim? Who's going to prosecute you? Bichlal. So that can't be the pshat in the Mishnah. El dinar kud the hefker tordi don. You're maybe we're talking about if a hefker animal gores your animal. So if a hefker animal gores your animal, first of all, there's no one to pay, obviously. And lazy of a lazy. Then the the opposite should be true. The you should be able to grab 
the hefker animal, that gorger animal, and take it. Take it as sort of like a repayment kind of thing. Obviously, there's no one to be mechayev, but you can grab the animal. Just like we say, a tom pays me gufay, you also grab the animal, and that's your repayment. Says the Gemara, B'shekadam v'zochah What happens if a hefker animal gores your animal, and before you have a chance to grab it, Reuven Kamen is kind of the animal. So in that case, you taka lose. That's what the Mishnah is saying. It's the chasam hami In this case, you would taka lose your ability to collect. Once he grabbed it, it's his, and you could no longer take it. If you could, you should take it if you get there first, but you have to do a kinyan. If you didn't do the kinyan and someone else grabbed it beforehand, and that person gets the hefker animal, he does not have to pay you at all. Obviously, it wasn't his at the time of the hezek. And that's what the Mishnah is teaching you. Second shot. Third shot. What happens if my animal gores your animal, so I'm responsible to pay, so I'm mafker the animal now, after I go ahead, after it does damage. Or what if I makdish the animal? Or, Rashi says, what if I sell the animal? So I own the animal, I does damage to you, I quickly run in our mafker it. Okay. So in that case, the Gemara is going to say, you're going to be potter. Why? Tanya Namihachi. Yasser Akein Amrav Yehuda. Now this is actually a Gemara later on in the Masechta, on Daf Memdal. And over there it's a Machlaikis. We're assuming that our Mishnah is going to shoot this Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Yehuda learns that the Pasuk, Afilu Nagach Vachigdish, Nagach Vachahivka, you're going to be potter. It's amazing Allah. That since you collect me Gufa, in this case, when I get rid of the animal, I am potter, and whoever gets the animal from me is potter as well. Now, if I'm mafkir, fine, anybody can grab it. But if I'm makdish it, or Rashi says, I sell it to somebody else, the receiving party, the loikach, is potter from paying any hazak. Why? Now, there we're talking about a case where your animal killed somebody, and you have to pay kaifer. So the Pasuk says... Why does it keep repeating Bailov twice in the Pasuk and it also says Ish again in the Pasuk? Why does it keep talking about the Mazik? Tell you why, says the Gemara. Special that the only time you're going to be high is if at the time of the damage thing that was done and the time you came to Bezid was owned by the same person. Our mission says, Gemara says, Hefker and, and Hegdish. Rashi seems to say, even if you sell it, if it's not owned by the same person, you're potter. It's master only Hamadabedin, but not Gemardin. What if you, you're in Bezdin, you see it's not going well in the case, so you quickly run on Mafka or sell the animal? Does that help too? Hashar Yisakel, the Gemara didn't accept. The Pazir Hashar Yisakel. That's not the Hamadabedin, that's not the going to Bezdin, that's the end of the bid. Says, Ema, you're right. Achte Misa, the damage. Ve'amadabedin, vigmardin, shavan ke'achad. So we have three pshatim and what nechasem miyuchadim means. Is nechasem miyuchadim to the exclusion of two people who did the damage and you don't know which one who did it? Is nechasem miyuchadim referring to Hefker? Was nechasem miyuchadim mean that it transferred ownership toch kedei after the damage? In that case, at least according to Shittas of Yehuda, you're also going to be pot. He can be zeichet, but also the nizik can be zeichet. Yeah, yeah. Anybody can be zeichet. Yeah. Okay. The next line of the mission was strange. The next line of the mission said that where are you chayiv? It said bechol makom chutz mirishus and yuchedes lemazik. Okay. If you have damage goes on in the mazik's rishus, then obviously the mazik is potter, right? What is your what is your animal or your thing? I can dig a bar in my backyard, and your animal comes into my backyard and falls into it. Of course, I'm going to be potter because your animal does not belong in my yard. That's clear. The question that we have is the next line of the mission. The next line of the mission said after that, Vrishus Hanizik Vihamazik. Okay? So if you have Rishus Hanizik Vihamazik, and then it said, you're chayef for damages. 
So the question we had, and we read the mission, we had this question, is where do you put the comma? Do you say, Rishos HaMazik and a shared Rishos of the Nizik and Mazik, both of them are potter? Or Rishos HaMazik is potter, but Rishos HaNizik via Mazik, if it's a shared Rishos, that's part of the next line of the mission, it's going to be Chayv. Do we put the comma before or after? And that's what our next Gemara talks about. If you have a chatzor that's owned by both the nizik and the mazik, so they had their, they live in a house, and the backyard is shared between them. The nakuda here specifically is focusing on shein and regal. By shein v'regal, the pasuk says, "Ubir b'stei acher." Okay, if I eat something, if the animal eats something, the animal not a human, if an animal eats something, does shein or regal in rishus harabim? No question, your potter. That's no question. Karen Bershus Ram would be Chayev. Shame for regular Bershus Ram is Potter because the Pasuk has Ubir Bestay Acher. You're only Chayev if you do that chain of regular damage in somebody else's Bershus. Okay? Stay Acher. Now the question is if the Stay Acher is owned by the Mazik, we said you're Potter. That's no question. What if it's a shared Bershus? So the Mazik and the Nizik are both allowed to be there. Is that called Stay Acher? Or do you say no? Since the Mazik is allowed to be there, that's not going to be Stay Acher. So says the Gemara, so he says you're going to be chayev on shein v'regel. That is called steacher. Chutz mirushus hanizik v'amiuchadus l'mazik the potter. Mirushus hanizik v'amazik is shehizik v'amazik. So the first version of reading the Mishnah is that you put the comma before the shared rishus, and the shared rishus you're going to be chayev on shein v'regel. That is steacher. Rebbe Lazar Amir, no, potter al shein v'regel. That is not steacher since it's partially the mazik's rishus. You're going to be patron shem v'regel, and therefore you read the mission as follows: Vachikamer, chutz mirushos hamiyuchelas the mazik, and rishos hanizik v'amazik is also going to be the same and patr, and ukeshehizik chavamazik. And then we talk about in a regular case where you're going to be chayv, which we'll see much more details over the next few days. Where exactly you're chayv and how exactly you're chayv. Good. So we have two totally different ways to read that line of the mission. One more piece. Mara says the last line of the mission says ukeshehizik when you are responsible, meaning not rishos hamazik. Or not shared rishus, etc. Then chava mazik. So obviously that's what the whole mishnayos have been talking about. What's that last line teaching you? Music chava mazik karen. So that's coming to include karen. So according to Shmuel, that we said in the first mission, when it said the Arbavas, the Zik, and Shar, we said Shar and Mava were referring to Regal and Shane. So we never talked about Karen. So this mission is the extra mission we mentioned earlier that is hinting to us the din of Karen. Ella. The Rav, Rav said when it said Shar in the Mishnah meant Shane, Karen, and Rega. meant Karen as well. And the only thing, and Mava we said meant Adam. So according to him, what are we including? It's coming to teach me the following halacha. The Bryce Mabish explains it. If you have a Shomer, you give your animal to a Shomer to watch it. And it does damage. Shehezika behema bereshusan, that it got damaged in the reshus of the shaymer. Then, tamashalam chatzinezik, mumashalam lezik shalim. Then you have to pay. Now, problem with this price is, it's cryptic. Who has to pay? Who did the damage to who? And who has to pay? Are we talking about where the shaymer was negligent? Or are we talking about that the animal got damaged? Like, was it the, the, was the animal that I gave you to watch the victim? Or was the animal I gave you to watch 
the mazik. Which one was it? It's not clear. The Gemara is going to explain it in the next piece of Gemara. Nifritz If it broke out at night, Then you go. Of course, that your responsibility. As long as you locked it up properly, you're going to be potter. So we'll left. We'll stop here. We'll leave it off for the question until tomorrow. What exactly is this case of Chava Mazik that we're saying that a shamer seems to be responsible, but it's not exactly clear how to read the brayso? We'll see two ways to read it. Mitzvah Shem tomorrow.